Hey everyone, welcome uh, to the podcast, The Road to Restoration. I'm Pastor Sergio Delamora, and these episodes that I've been recording with Randy Powell, who is a marriage family leadership coach, therapist, who owns, well not owns, but leads uh, Journey's uh, Christian counseling ministry. He's been um, the lead in my process of restoration. And Randy, uh, thank you so much mm -hmm. for opening up yourself. And I just want to encourage you to join us in this conversation as we talk about, I really believe this, Randy, that God does restore people. Mm -hmm. And the Bible speaks that God loves to restore. And he, when he restores, he always, just, he always restores us in a better place. I want to read this verse of scripture. Mm -hmm. Psalm 71 verse 20 and 21 says this, You have allowed me to suffer much hardship, but you will restore me to life again and lift me up from the depths of the earth. You will restore me to even greater honor and comfort me again. Uh, I posted this not too long ago um, on my social media, and I wanted to share this thought with people. And I thought, wow, this is really, it's true. That the reality is when you're going through the process of restoration, not everyone is going to be excited. In fact, uh, I really feel this, that even my healing has scared some people who, without saying it bluntly, kind of benefited, were happy to see me in my season of brokenness. And now to see me in this process of restoration, the question might even come up, come on, how do you know you've been restored? And what qualifies and quantifies it? And so, Randy, you've watched me. Uh, we started in March of 2020. We're now in 2022. And so two years of going through this journey, what are some of the things that you could speak to? Well, before I go sp specifically to you, I want to help understand restoration in this way. Everyone is in some form of restoration. Okay. Constantly. We are all imperfect, but we're covered by perfect. So we're in a constant state of having perfect flood down over us like oil washing over us. And we are imperfect that are just covered with perfect and washed cleanse on a regular basis because this world is constantly wow. coming at us. So restoration is a process for everybody. It's just unique to each of us. And we're taking your unique process and going to unpack, and I'm going to share a little bit about how I conceptualized your restoration because everyone needs a little different. Some histories are different, personalities, callings, purpose, where we're going, what injuries we've done to ourselves or to others. So the restoration process takes a different approach for each one of us, but everyone is always being restored at some level in a constant state. So I want that real clear to start with. I don't care who you are, we need restoration because we're, we're hurting. We we're do hurting. dumb things. I, I did dumb things today and I have to go and restore the relationship or the process in some way. For you, we have looked at your history, childhood, upbringing. We have looked back at all those traumas that you have experienced in your life. We have looked at how those played out in your life now, intensifying your reactions, intensifying your drives to accomplish, intensifying your behaviors and your focus, and intensifying all of who you are. So we look back at those historical to relieve them, to stop them from feeding in an intensifying way so that you could be free to be Sergio, who God made, not Sergio child that's been hurt. 
that has to prove, that wants some approval or recognition. Come so on. We, have, we have worked on restoration from that history. Also, what we looked at is to say, okay, that's what I'm doing. Now, what do we do to help him in his ministry? So we've assigned pastors that would mentor you yes. in specific areas to make sure that they're looking at you over this two years, that any areas that are hindering you from being the pastor, a preacher, a manager, spiritual life, they could look at that and say, what are we doing to restore him in those areas where there's been injury, hurt, damage, uh, something that needs changed in some way? And that's been really brutal. <laughs> because when you're a leader and you've, you know, when you're leading thousands of people and now you're being asked to be led, it's really interesting how when you have to take the seat of the learner again, which we should always be in that seat, but it's been brutal because I've had to ask, answer questions that I didn't want to answer. I remember being told no when I wanted to be told yes. And so that process with those pastors uh, and still to this day, even the podcast, we were going to launch it. Well, we were going to launch it. <laughs> I wanted to launch it 2021 in June. Mm -hmm. And the restoration board said, no, do it in September. And then they said, no, do it in January. And now it's like, okay, let's do it in March. So there's this that constant uh, give and take. And that process has been... It's been, uh, it's been real. Part of restoration is to make sure you're surrounding yourself with wise people the rest of your life. Yeah. That's for any of us. Solomon, the wisest of all, had wise counselors. And his son took over and got rid of those counselors and did not stay, stay with wise counselors and fell apart to where the kingdom was destroyed. So what we're really always looking at on restoration is having those around us where we will listen to someone says, no, don't do that. It's not they're trying to hurt us. They're given their counsel yeah. to make sure we see everything in a full view. I cannot see behind me, That's 360 right. degrees. Yeah. I've got less than 180. That's right. You know, it's, it's, it's 140 or something is what we can see. So yeah. I need counselors that can see all around me. And what you have learned and have done well is you've taken it and said, help me see my full perspective of myself, my ministry, my calling, my purpose. And everyone needs that as part of our ongoing restoring process. You've watched me go through a divorce. Mm -hmm. And you've watched that whole process. Uh, no one gets married with the thought they're going to get divorced. <laughs> and it's unfortunate because of my bad moral choices. Mm -hmm. um, this is where I ended up. Mm -hmm. Randy, um, what were some of the things that you had to watch me go through so that I didn't just go through this, but I would grow through this? Yeah, part of it was to grieve. Literally to grieve the losses and the impact. Part of grieving is looking at the damage to yourself. Yes. That those decisions made and the damage to others. And it was assigned and, and, and go out and ask others, how did I hurt That's you? That's right. You and asked that me. Was, <laughs> yes, you did. That was tough. And, and I don't think we do that enough to go say, I want to hear how I hurt you by my actions so that I can grieve with you in your pain. And so part of what you did was to go through the healing process of grieving and grieving your actions, your decisions, your process of, of impacting others in a negative way. And you know, that's difficult to do because not everyone responded the way I wanted them to respond, mm -hmm. right? You, 
you know, you go with the intention of, um, boy, we're going to get forgiveness. And the next step to forgiveness is reconciliation. After reconciliation is restoration. Some people will say, I forgive you, but I don't want to reconcile with Mm -hmm. you. Mm -hmm. And that was difficult to realize Mm -hmm. that I am not in control of how other people are going to respond. What were some of the other things that you saw me have to grow through in this process of marital transition? It was also after you grieve and see the harm and damage you've done others, it's to stop and know how to self-validate. It's to stop and say, okay, when that other person doesn't receive me, I have to look at myself and look at my mentors or my supporters or those wise counsel around me along with my relationship with God and say, I'm okay. And I will stand here and love you even if you don't love me. I will stand here and yeah. be strong. And that's one of the most difficult things because it's ultimately Jesus on the cross. And when he's on the cross, he says, forgive them for they know not what they do. Implied in that is I do know what they do. They're putting me on the cross. Wow. So we have to know how to stand and do the right thing even when we're being attacked. And you had to learn how to do the right thing even when someone attacks you and doesn't see your growth or your change or your restoration. And, you know, there's hope for every family and there's hope for every marriage and there's hope for every person. And Randy, this process has allowed um, things to be uncovered in my life, Mm -hmm. patterns that needed to be broken, dealt with, uh, mentalities, mindsets, heart issues. And I'm being very open and honest like this because I really want someone who is watching to just know there is hope. So Randy, think, take this next few minutes to say, what would you say to a Sergio that's watching right now <laughs> who is, first of all, who's made some bad decisions? Mm-hmm. What would you say to Sergio again, uh, somebody that's watching who's making, may, making some bad decisions or about to? I would back it up and, and first say, you want to look and say, how do we prevent? Yeah. So those that are having issues of any form called humanity, anyone needs to stop and first say, am I being honest and real? And do I have someone I can talk to to share the honest depths in a, in a safe environment? Because that will stop me from going into darkness and letting the prince of darkness own me and control me and influence me. So we have the preventative process, honesty, seek out wise counsel. We have the restorative after the injury, after the action. Anyone that's been done any decision, God is a God that's big enough to restore you to his kingdom, to his love, to his mercy, to his area. So the difference between a Peter and a Judas, the difference was Judas went and hung himself and never saw the hope. Whereas Peter dives off the boat after denying Christ and dives off the boat to swim, to get fed and get nurtured, to seek help where Judas said there's no hope. So anyone that's done anything, no matter where you are in your restoration, no matter where you are in your damage, your own self-hurt or harm, is if you stop and say, I can dive off the boat and go seek help and go seek food and go seek. But I have to be honest and real because God knows who we are. Randy, thank you. Um, You're either going to be a Judas and harden your heart, or you're going to be a Peter and humble your heart. Well, Randy, thank you. And you've been uh, watching the uh, episode of Road to Restoration. And Randy, you have been part of my restoration. Mm -hmm. You And I want to thank you uh, publicly before everyone. 
for helping me when I, when I was stuck, when I didn't want to be helped, but you allowed me the process to be helped. And for everyone that's watching, if this episode has helped you share it, if you know someone who needs to hear this, share it, because that's the purpose of this podcast. Yes. Whether you're on the road, falling off the road, you need to get back on the road of restoration. There is hope for you, Randy. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank you for watching. I trust that you'll yes. share it with a friend. God bless you. Bless you.